When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a well and taste. I'm a big boy, rock, the is none higher. Some of MCs to call me sire. The world my kingdom, you must use fire. I want to know the hell I retire. Well, nothing much going on there in uh, East Tennessee, I guess, huh? Wow. Tennessee number one in the nation. That's your down and dirty at 30. Brought to you today by Andy Mason Real Estate. AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Do not lose thousands of dollars in your next real estate transaction. Andy Mason and AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Over 40 years of service to you in the real estate field and andy mason is fantastic andy mason real estate.com two tenants best service best price period end of discussion nug says it's great to be a tennessee ball john says subscribe share and like yes subscribe share and like hit that like button we certainly appreciate that Subscribe if you haven't already. The number's through the roof, and we thank you greatly. Wow, Amanda and I did a post-game show for a television show, which (laughs) would have seemed really weird 20 years ago, but now the college football playoff show is a thing. And while it's uh, somewhat a made-for-television event at this point, the last one is the only one that matters. Tennessee is number one. And Tennessee fans, celebrate. You should do like Josh Heupel said. Take a moment to savor. That doesn't mean that you get hammered the rest of the week. And that doesn't mean that Tennessee's players take the rest of the week off practice. But go ahead and take some time and enjoy this one regardless of what happens at Georgia. Because it's been a long way coming and it's way ahead of schedule. Amanda LaFrada, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? I'm well. Still a little stunned. Still woke up. And the first thing that went through my mind is this morning, is Tennessee still number one? Did I dream that? I mean, it, it really is kind of in that in, in, in that sort of mindset with me. And I'm curious your thoughts. And we did a post-game show. If you want to check that out, you can. But you'll hear a lot of the same sentiment right here. Your thoughts on uh, Tennessee being number one? Shoot. So I do think, and and I'll give you two different kind of, I don't know, viewpoints. I do think that Tennessee is number one in the nation. I don't think there's a team out there that can beat them at this at this point. 
my reservations about this playoff committee and their selections is that it seems like they've selected the way they selected was to end up with the four best teams. Yes. But they selected to have, I don't know, like upsets basically. So putting Tennessee at one and Georgia at three, that's, that's not a hard thing to do considering they play each other this weekend. Putting Michigan again at five and Ohio State at two, yes, they'll end up playing each other, but that was a little, I think that was a little disrespectful to Michigan and putting Clemson at four. It's like they set this up so that Clemson, if they went out, they're in. They're in regardless. And and that shouldn't be the case because they put, you know, two SEC teams. So it, it seems like to me they're going to be at the end, two SEC teams. Then they put one Big Ten team in there and one ACC team. So it seems like they're already setting that up. And by putting TCU at number seven, it, it seems to me like you're going to see two SEC teams, one Big Ten team, and one ACC team, no matter how it, it turns out. Yeah, and I do think there are some agendas that go out there in terms of television viewers. I think you'll see that in week two. I think that you will see some movement. I think Tennessee deserves to be number one. So please, those out there, don't don't misread this. But I do think that that's a good story. And putting them at number one, shaking things up, heading into the Georgia game, which does Tennessee no favors. They'd be better off three going into the game and Georgia number one. It doesn't do Tennessee any favors. But I do think that was the best story. And that's the best body of work. And you and I talked midday and really hadn't didn't discuss it much on the show yesterday, but I thought they would be number one for those two reasons. Now, the, the question that you immediately have to ask yourself, Amanda, is are they affected by being number one and taking on the number three team in the nation? Because it's suddenly the script has been flipped and um, that's not good. No, I mean, we've already seen them take on the number three team in the nation at one point this season. The thing that is worrisome to me is not the way that Tennessee is going to react to this. I think Tennessee is going to be completely fine. They're going to be playing the same if they're taking on the number three team or they're taking on the number you know, 15 team. It doesn't matter. They're going to play the same. They're very, They're very composed. I know we talked about this yesterday problem to me is how much is Georgia going to get up for this game now that that number one spot has not only been taken over by someone else but somebody that they literally hate I mean they're going to get up to play for this game and I don't know if they would have before that because it looks like they're just coasting through and there's not been like a a real come to Jesus meeting for Georgia yet this could be that come to Jesus meeting that's my worry uh it could I mean, it could. Uh, And as far as the talent level, I would still say one to 85 that Georgia is a bit more talented than Tennessee, but it's not as a discernible difference as I thought before the season. So let's look at the rest of the, the college football playoff and the rankings. And for some reason, guys, I'm having some sort of trouble um with my uh chat board i don't know if you can see that but i'm seeing a login for my email which i don't can you see that on your end amanda lafrada any idea why that's there 
Uh, I don't see a login. I can see everything. You can see the chats? Uh-huh. Okay, good. Well, I can't for some reason. This has never happened before. It just popped up as some weird screen. So why don't you go ahead and read four, five, six, seven chats that you think are pertinent. We'll go to you. Just let's go to the callers. So okay. you can go ahead and read four or five. We want to get your thoughts and you're a part of the community and the family. And we love that. So like, subscribe and share and uh, go ahead and uh, shoot a man. And then we'll go through the the rest of the top six, eight, ten, somewhere in there. OK, so Trevor saying Nolan Smith out for Georgia. They're for sure blitzing a bunch now. Yes, I agree with that. Um Crazy Nugs. Amanda, if last year was a rebuilding year for Alabama, what is this year? This is a bad uh, coordinator year. That's what that's called, Crazy Nugs. <laughs> um, I can't argue with that. No. That very well could end up burning Georgia big time if Tennessee is ready for that. I think he's talking about the rankings. That's Trevor again. Um, <clears throat> John... Saying rebuilding part two. Oh, that's to Alabama. Kevin the Bacon, have a Zul beer and move on. That's right. Uh, Zulbeer.com, xulbeer.com is the official craft beer of Off the Hook Sports. Um, so any others out there that you want to get to, or do we want to continue to break down the college football playoff rankings? So Jamie said, playing Tennessee this Saturday, Georgia was going to be motivated anyway. I think maybe maybe a little bit, but I feel also that Georgia is going to get up more because they feel disrespected. I think teams tend to do that when you disrespect them. And don't do not think for a second that Kirby Smart and his um, his staff is not going to use – they're not going to use the – that, oh, they put you at third, they're disrespecting you kind of thing. They're going to use that. That's going to be taped all over their locker room this morning. I guarantee it. No question. Uh, I have zero question that that is the case. Does it really affect the game? I, I've, I've said this before. I think when you get disrespected that it, it, it maybe motivates you in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practices because those are the three toughest. The Thursday is pretty much just a walkthrough. So um, once the ball is kicked off, I don't think that it has any effect at all. However, I, I think that it can it can get you fired up for a Wednesday practice, maybe a little bit more in tune. And um, I think there are some psychological aspects to to football and sports. But for the most part, football, more than any other sport, the best team wins. Um, more times than not, because it's a physical game. It's a mono mono game. It's not like you, know, you mentioned the World Series before we went on the air. There was a tip there that they felt like they were reading pitches. If you want to go in the college basketball tournament, the NCAA tournament, you can get a team that is streaky and hitting a ton of threes. There's a lot of different things that can happen in other sports that just don't happen in football. I don't think you can overcome as easily in football if you're the lesser team i think the lesser team has to lose the game and tennessee may do that you know tennessee hasn't shown that to this point but there's certainly that possibility they could have a bad game have some turnovers but it doesn't look like it it looks like a very focused team right now so as far as the rest of the college football rankings i'm just going to run some off and you tell me 
um, some that you're not so crazy about. Ohio State in at number two. I, I'm going to use a, a baseball reference, and I can't remember who said this to me and if we've talked about it on the air. But I think what you're going to see is an ALNL type of division between the Big Ten and the SEC. And I don't know if that gets resolved anytime soon. It took, what, 80 years for uh, interconference play in baseball. But Ohio State had to be at one or two. Period. End of discussion. Whether or not you believe it, from their perspective and the optics of it, they had to be at one or two. So they're at two. Do they deserve it? We could certainly make that argument. Georgia, and feel free to jump in here if you've got some strong thoughts on any of these. Georgia at number three, as we mentioned. Clemson at number four. Here's my strong thought, which you alluded to. I would have Michigan above Clemson. I don't think Michigan's great, uh, but they're getting fantastic quarterback play. Georgia is not. That in and of itself, when I look at those two teams and body of work is important, but they also have admitted, Amanda, they factor in eye test. And if eye test is a factor, I think that Michigan is significantly better than Clemson. I think Alabama is significantly better than Clemson, despite having a loss. I'll be frank with you. I have not seen TCU a lot. So, But I, I would have Clemson, the one that stands out to me, most of all, as being out of place from both an optics standpoint, well, maybe not optics because you include the ACC, which means you have three conferences represented. But the one that stands out to me from a football standpoint as being in the wrong place is Clemson at number four. I think Michigan and Alabama are significantly better. Do you agree or disagree? Um, I agree with that. As Vols time just said, I believe TCU received the short end of the stick. I do as well. I think TCU, based on eye test, looks better than Clemson does. And they're undefeated. And I think that that should play a factor. The undefeated aspect should play a factor. But again, TCU doesn't play much competition. Clemson plays no one. So it's I think the my thing about the way that it was set up is it's clearly it's set up so that there's an ACC team in the playoffs if they don't drop a game. Yeah, absolutely. And and I don't like that. I don't like the fact that they have you're supposed to look at the four best teams. You're not supposed to look at uh the one one best team in in each conference and then when one conference is just dominant, you put two in there. That's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the four best teams in in the in the playoffs. And right now, Clemson does not fit that mold. I don't care if they're an ACC team. I don't care what division they're in. Clemson does not fit that mold. Let's take a look at TCU's schedule for just a second. Okay, so they beat uh, – here are the significant wins. They beat number 18 Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma slipped. Definitely not the 18th best team in the nation now. You beat number 19, Kansas, at the time. That's a more respectable program that you might be aware of. Uh, they beat number eight, Oklahoma State. Uh, took two overtimes, but that's a significant win. So that's, And then they beat number 17, Kansas State. Now, these are all rankings at the time that they played them. So that's a pretty impressive schedule. I, I, I When I look at the rest of their schedule, though, is TCU the bugaboo that Cincinnati – was last year. And I don't mean this as a shot. 
they deserve it. But I didn't think that Cincinnati could hang with any of the college football playoff teams that played. And there was a clear drop off after the top three, in particular, the top two last year. So they're going to play Texas Tech at Texas at Baylor. And then they're going to finish the season with Iowa State, the regular season. They very well could be undefeated. If that happens and Clemson goes undefeated with a terrible schedule, then we had the discussion, Amanda, about the SEC getting three teams in. And somebody told me that was close to this committee said, two's an ask. Okay, two two is an ask. Um, Three is impossible. But if you have TCU run the table, Clemson run the table, and then we assume the winner of the uh, Michigan-Ohio State game is in, then the second SEC team might get left out. There's a real possibility of that. I I don't – I'm just – I think we've seen that they're going to leave out, especially the thing that you really look at is that they put a one-loss SEC team above TCU. They put Alabama above TCU. So if they're willing to do that now, then they're going to be willing, they're willing to keep TCU out of it. I mean, if they go undefeated and they still consider a one loss SEC team better than an undefeated TCU, they're going to keep TCU out of it. What's going to need to happen is TCU is going to have to stay undefeated and went out and Clemson's going to have to drop. That's what's going to have to happen. Clemson, and I think, again, as somebody just alluded to, Jamie said Clemson was a politically correct move. I agree with that. That was exactly what they did because they felt the need to represent the three biggest um, conferences, the SEC, ACC, Big Ten. They had to represent all of them. But I think that Clemson's going to drop the game this weekend against uh, Notre Dame. And you – if Clemson drops one, if TCU drops one, are you, I mean, what are you looking at after that? Oh, well, then I think two SEC teams make it, clearly. Yeah. So, well, I think they do anyway, but. <clears throat> well, if TCU and Clemson wins out, I think there will be one SEC team in it, as much as I hate to say it. Um, I don't think so, just because they've ranked a one loss SEC team ahead of TCU. But remember, again, you have to come back to this point. This is not like the AP. And do you remember when you used to, as a kid, watch the AP and they'd have the rankings come out? You'd see a team climb and um, they did have to climb. Somebody ahead of them had to lose. That's not really the case anymore. A team can play poorly in front of them. And I've seen the college football playoff make some pretty massive shifts, not based based off a loss, but how a team played. So that's not going to affect Tennessee, Georgia, unless one team just shows up completely flat. But let's say, okay, let's say, for instance, kind of proves your point and mine at the same time, even though they're not exactly the same. But let's say Clemson barely beats Ohio or Notre Dame. Clemson barely beats Notre Dame 13 to 10. It's an ugly game and they look like hot garbage. Okay, well, then Clemson could drop. Other than that, if they went out and TCU is able to win out, I think what this college football playoff committee would like is to have four conferences represented. I think they want this four-team playoff to be over as soon as possible and get to 12 so they can eliminate some of these conversations. 
because no, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I mean, they're. I, I bet everybody in that group is like, "Holy gravy, can't we please get to 12 teams like yesterday?" And if if that happens, then you eliminate a lot of these conversations. However, as of this point, um, I think if TCU and Clemson went out, they and it, it might be some massive move where a one loss team like Alabama is ahead of TCU. And then in the last ranking, they don't include them or a one loss Georgia or a one loss Tennessee. That could be the case. But I'd, if TCU runs the table based off getting Cincinnati in last year, if Clemson runs the table, and I, you don't think they will, I think they will, then I think they want to have as many conferences in there. It goes back to politics. I'm not saying it's right, Amanda, but it does go back to politics in a lot of ways in that they want multiple conferences represented. See, I think as somebody... Somebody just alluded to, um, sorry, I got to get their name, John. Um, he said that the playoffs are made for TV production. They will choose the four teams out of the top five or six that they feel will draw the highest TV audience. I agree with that. And the reason why I agree with that is because we saw, when we saw them try to include all four conferences or, you know, three conferences or however many they included, I can't remember. They put Washington in there. One year. Mm-hmm. And Alabama played Washington. And I, I mean, think, I think it was Alabama, Washington, Ohio State, and Clemson. I'm pretty sure. So four conferences were were represented. And they put Washington in there. And that fell completely flat. I think last year they didn't have a choice but to put Cincinnati in there. I don't think there was anybody else that was even close for yeah. to, to be able to go in. Now, I agree. I think they're going to go with what will be best for TV ratings and what will make the most money. So if that comes down to having undefeated TCU in there or a one-loss Georgia or a one-loss Alabama or a one-loss Tennessee, they're going to pick that one-loss SEC team. They're, I mean, that's just common sense money-wise. Average, they're going to pick the one-loss. You're right. Average college football fan can name how many players on TCU's roster? It's none. <laughs> None. Okay. So if you're, if you're looking for, there, there are two ways to go about it from a TV perspective. One, you get the TV market. So theoretically you get the big 12 markets in there, right? Theoretically. Okay. The other way to go about it is the most scintillating matchups. Well, if you want the sexiest teams out of this, I can go ahead and tell you the four sexiest teams. And I'm basing this off fan base support. That's going to be, uh, I'll tell you the five: Tennessee, um, uh, Tennessee, in no particular order. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson. Those are your six that you would choose from if you're just looking for scintillating good TV talk that average college football fan is going to say, "Oh boy, Clemson plays Michigan tonight in the semifinal." That. They're watching it more than TCU. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's but... why. So if 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 they go about it that way, then I don't know what's in their heads. The, the theoretically, you should just pick the four best teams. That's my point. You should pick the four best teams, but they're not going to because they don't want they don't want three teams in one conference. 
in in a four team playoff. Now, when it comes to twelve, I I think you'll have four SEC teams in there probably. But right now, they don't want three SEC teams in a four team playoff. And that, I mean, I guess I guess that's understandable. But I think keeping somebody out uh, who is one of the the top four teams is is doing a disservice to what this is intended to be. Mm, I agree. And, but I'm going to give them a little bit more. I'm going to give them a lot more credit than AP voters who I think sometimes roll out of bed Sunday. And some of them, uh, we, we have John Adams on the, our YouTube channel, please like subscribe and share. And you'll uh, hear about John Adams who picked Tennessee to beat Alabama, picked Tennessee to run the table, beat Georgia, and pick Tennessee to beat Alabama a second time. I know that John spent two or three hours every Sunday morning. It's why he said he'd never be an AP voter again, because he really, really dove deep into it, all the way down to 23, 24, 25. You know? so, but a lot of voters just roll out of bed, and they do that. you got to climb the polls. Climb the polls is stupid. You know what climb the polls is based off of? Preseason. If Tennessee yeah. goes out there... Okay, if if Michigan goes out, okay, Clemson. Let's say Clemson. If Clemson goes out there and they beat Notre Dame seventy-eight to zero, that should be a major move up, right? Okay. It should. But the AP days, a lot of the voters would just look at it and say, "Oh, it's just a win. I'll move them up a little bit." I'm exaggerating with the seventy-eight, but. The college football playoffs should look at it each and every week as body of work. I think they're better at that than the AP is. I think they have yeah. not a lot, but a little. No, I think I think you're right. They're better than that um, than the AP is because I think the AP's voters have just been sitting at this spot doing this every like every single year. That it just gets, they know what they're supposed to do, basically. It just gets boring after a time. You don't have a new voter in there that's like, let's shake it up, you know? No one in there is trying to shake it up. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, 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 you know? I mean, that's just how it, that's just how it goes. But there's some people who are commenting. And Brittany said she doesn't understand how the playoff committee comes together, who they pick, how they select it. I don't either, Brittany. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know who's on it. I one time Condoleezza Rice. Was on it. That's, <laughs> that's all I know. That's all I know. Um, and then we have Josh, who I think is from. <clears throat> I think he's a Clemson fan, actually. And he's saying that he can't believe that Jalen Hyatt got out of South Carolina without a an offer from South Carolina or Clemson. No, that's true. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely true. Uh, that was a monster pickup. So we'll take a look at the committee. I thought I had that pulled up. But as far as the committee members, two, 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 I will pull that up before the end of the show. It's time for today's tough question. And it's brought to you by our friends at Guardian Investments. Guardian Investments in a world where knowledge is power. Education is the battery that makes it run at Guardian Investment Advisors. They believe in doing what they can to help their clients meet your retirement goals, but they also want to educate you so you know exactly what your money is doing and why it's going there as opposed to there or there or there. They are fantastic. Uh, they uh, will take care of you. And in this 
day and age of video conferencing, you can set up an appointment at giaplantoday.com, giaplantoday.com. I know that YouTube tends to... Um, it tends to be a little bit younger. So people I'm telling you, I can tell you firsthand uh, now that I'm 32 years old, you you need to go ahead and uh, make those plans. So you'll be set up. Today's tough question is now, and it's brought to you by Guardian Investment Advisors. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. What's the real debate? You sipping my soup, eh, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda LaFrada. You drinking my sake, Kimosabi? Oh my God. All right, Amanda LaFrada. This is one I had. And we got to do this pretty quickly because I want to get to Ron Slay here in a moment. What college football playoff team are you most concerned about so if we want to take two three four and five how about that what team scares you the most how about that ohio state georgia clemson michigan and it's one of those that i wish we could have six on the twitter but we can't um I hope that Guardian Investment is better with math than you are, Dave, at the age of 32. Yes, they are. Okay, good. Um, so I was thinking kind of a lo- like along the lines that you were thinking. I was thinking which team isn't like ranked correctly, like which one stands out as being not ranked in the right spot. I can roll with that. You put it together. We'll ask Ron Slay. About that right after this. Stay tuned. We will be back in two minutes. Today's tough question. We'll get that out there and get your thoughts. Brought to you by Guardian Investment Advisors. Two minutes and Ron Slay. Be fantastic. Tell my energy. He's got it. More after this. Stay tuned. Two minutes. Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Dish Barbecue Supply, so come on in. See all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help, so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill.
Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassey Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This day in sports history, putting things in perspective, exclusive. Hey guys, what? you ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? <laughs> let the dogs out. You know, like, who let the dogs out? Who? Off the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. All righty, here we go. My favorite time of the week. It's Ron Slay of 104.5 The Zone. He's got his Tennessee shirt on. He's rocking it. He's dancing it. He's feeling the flow. Ron, Tennessee has the number one football team in the nation. Thoughts? <laughs> <sighs> I don't want to know what's in that car. <sighs> well, you know, it's been a long time coming, man. Been down in the dumps, man, for quite a while. Quite a while. And, you know, we were sitting there burning in the parking lot. You know, and it felt like it was an amusement park. It felt like everybody was walking by looking at the dumps and pointing and laughing. <laughs> Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. And see, now we're sitting right there on the edge of the dumpster with my feet dangling. And I'm watching these other schools like Auburn. They're getting ready to go through it. They better get right. <laughs> they better hit right. But outside of that, hey, man, this right here is beautiful. First of all, let me say this. Fans should be taking a victory lap. It is okay. It is okay to celebrate the small victories along the journey. Nothing is wrong with that. People are saying, oh, man, y'all need to act a certain way. Why? <laughs> like, why why do we need to act a certain way i i can't get that in my head for nothing second the things that the fans say the way that the fans celebrate um the way they go at other fan bases has nothing to do with the product and the players on the field just because the fans are rabid and i'm one of them i go wild it is what it is i'm okay with it but to 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 go and act like that's a reflection of the team is dead wrong. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't you don't get uh any more humble group um than what you have, especially from the leader, um, with that being hypo and that trickling on down to a guy like Hendon Hooker. You know what I'm saying? I've never heard anybody come across him that says, Man, he's not humble, he's not not taking this in stride, not you know, giving out credit to where Where's do you know he always uplifts his teammates and things of that nature so this is fan based <laughs> you gotta keep it right there I don't want this to get mixed in with um the the players and and and, and the team and what they're doing because honestly when I was in school oh this was way worse with the players like 
<laughs> like, I'm not sure how Georgia players, Alabama players carry themselves being ranked number one and winning national championships. But I know the school I went to at Tennessee, they walked around like they were number one at all times. And if, if you thought anything else, they were going to let you know. And we're fine with letting you know. And then was fine with punching you in the mouth on Saturday when it came to it. So, I mean, this is a totally different regime. You know what I mean? Totally different kid, totally different generation, totally different, totally different team than what was going on in the past. So, man, let them enjoy it and let us fans enjoy it too. If you want to, you want to, you want to poke fun at somebody, poke fun at the fans and they better be able to take it. Absolutely. Ron Slay's appearance brought to you by Zach England. Zach's got your back when it comes to restoring lives and protecting rights. Zach England of Best and Brock, and he's your personal injury attorney in the Chattanooga area, and he will take care of you. He'll take on the insurance companies because I promise you they got big-time lawyers. Zach England is a big-time lawyer. Zach's got your back. He brings you our weekly visit with Ron Slay. And, Ron, let me ask you this. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that Georgia has the rankings, as Amanda posted or Amanda said earlier, I'm sure they have the rankings posted all over their workout facility. They're now, if you want to go by rankings, the underdog. Vegas still says they're the favorite. But right. it can, is that a motivational factor for a team to get theoretically slided three days, four days before the game? I mean, in a sense it is. I think you can look at it as um, grabbing your attention. I don't think you necessarily because like like I said, even with all of the hoopla going on around it, whether it's media or whoever it is, whatever it basically is, it's not coming from the team. I think when you look at it, it's more um I think Kirby walked away from the press conference looking at his players like, hey man, what are you up there talking about tempo for? Like what was said on Monday, like I looked at that as more like ammunition for Tennessee because they've been dealing with that when it comes to Kentucky and everything. But in this case, you have um, the, the rankings coming. The rankings are the rankings. I mean, every coach, if you want to grasp onto that, that'll last leading up to the game. When kickoff arrives, that goes out the window. So if it was some player coming out saying, hey, man, we're number one, Georgia really ain't nothing, then that's different. You can carry that throughout the entire fight of the game because you're looking for that guy on the field. When you go over there on the sideline, you get tackled on the sideline, you're probably going to get up and say something to him. Like, you can do that. But with the media – I don't think so, man. And if you needed that for motivation, <laughs> then, hey, man, it's tough out here then. It's tough out on here, it, especially in the SEC every Saturday. If you need the media to get up, for, get your motivation for you to go out there and whoop a team, then yeah, you, you're, in the, you're in the game for the wrong reasons. You know what I'm saying? Now, focus-wise, I say, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to grab their attention. You know, I would definitely use it, but – Man, they understand it. They understand it. So we saw um, the rankings come out, and we know uh, – I know you just touched on this a little bit, but who do you think – this is our today's tough question. Mm-hmm. Who do you think that the playoff committee ranked incorrectly? Who do you think either should have been higher or lower, but what was the most – like the biggest travesty, in your opinion? So to me, man – and. I... I don't want to be SEC biased, but man, I, I just Clemson, Clemson, they can't do it for me. Um, no. it, 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 that's that's tough. Um, TCU, I just 
like I, I love what they're doing. You know, then the fall back, came back in games. I just can't see putting them over Alabama. I don't see Alabama doing anything wrong to not. I mean, he lost to Tennessee. I mean, you know what I'm saying? At, on the road, in a three-point game, it was a bomb burner in the fashion that you lost. In, and it was recent. You know what I'm saying? It would be different if this was uh, the, the Georgia and Oregon game earlier. I could be like, okay, I understand. That. that don't really count. You know what I'm saying? But this is this is recent history. So I, I think, man, Clemson, they, they haven't really played anybody. And it's not their fault. It's just happened to be the conference that they're in. You know, it's, it's just a little weaker right now. Um if Pitt was coming back and doing exactly what they were doing last year, I think it would have more of an impact on them when once they show down with them. But it's just – it's tough, man. It's, it's tough to get rankings together, and then now you got to get six. And But if anybody was slighted, I, I feel TCU is a little too high, and I feel Clemson is a little too high. Ron, some of the years kind of run together, but when I look at this college football playoff show, I think of the NCAA Selection Sunday show. Mm-hmm. So th- th- that's different, obviously, right. for a lot of different reasons. But was that a motivating factor or in, in some ways a deterrent? Uh, maybe got you guys a little bit too cocky because you were rated too high. Did the rankings ever affect you guys going into the NCAA basketball tournament? Um, No, I, I do think um, you look at it and it's, it's kind of like, when you get the rankings, the matchups, the matchups that you get. Like I felt my sophomore year going against a team like Charlotte on the road. Um, it was it was gonna be tough. It was gonna be tough against us. We were kind of down. We felt like we should have been we should have been ranked higher, but it was a downward spiral throughout the rest of the SEC season, um, dropping from number four on down and then just going up and down. So we were kind of dejected ourselves. Um, that w- that had more to do with it than the ranking. The ranking just kind of put the icing on it. It was like, oh, man, we got to deal with this. But I think going into um, my freshman year when we made the Sweet 16 run, winning the SEC, I think everything was warranted. Um, and I, think, I thought that we felt we still had something to prove. It's different when you, um, you get a high ranking and you've never been there versus you getting a high ranking and you've been there before. I think that's the difference with this Tennessee football team. They're getting this high ranking. They ain't never been there. They don't know how to act. All they know is continue doing what you've done to get to this point. If this was year two and we came into it and we were ranked number one when the college football playoff came out, it's kind of like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Take a deep breath. Like, this is where we belong. You know what to expect moving forward. So it's, it's, it's taken differently by each team. As far as basketball goes, it doesn't. It really didn't affect us. Yeah, I think you take it more as a disrespect, but like I said, that has nothing to do with the players um, that you – I mean, the team that you're going to play. It's more a shot at who was voting. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what we used to – we used to point all that. Like, it was the media who was part of it. Like, we can't wait to talk to them. We want to take it out on them, but it had nothing to do with the the, <laughs> the hook. You know this. <laughs> it, had not, it had nothing to do with the, the team that we were getting ready to play, though. So – you know that was that was it is what it is in that in that scenario. Who was the guy that on that Charlotte team that was really really good that got picked in the first Rodney match? White? Yeah. Okay. I interviewed Rodney, Rodney White. White, and I was going to try to run you down, but you had already done your press conference, and I yeah. was going to tell you this because I like you. And but I remember interviewing him and turning off the microphone, and then asking him. I said because they were the underdogs. Yeah. And, 
And I remember asking him, I was like, hey, I sense a lot of confidence here. You really think you're going to win, don't you? And he goes, yeah, man, no doubt. Yeah. And I was going to try to find you and tell you that. I wish you would have. That would have helped. <laughs> that would have helped. <laughs> that would have helped tremendously. Yeah. Because honestly, like, we didn't really know who Charlotte was. I mean, I knew him because um, uh, a partner of mine, Joby Thomas, the, um, the, the two guard for them, could really shoot the ball. I knew him. We were in the same class. He may have been a year ahead of me. But um, um, as far as Rodney White goes, we never knew who Rodney White was. We just knew him climbing up the draft board. We were like, man, who is this dude? You know, watching film and everything, the film doesn't really give you who they are. You got to kind of get out there and see them and kind of fill them out. Rodney man was a problem. Six, eight, six, nine, playing the two, three, four. Um, but I'm going to tell you what happened in that game and not to not to go away from uh combo but rick Bettino was doing the color commentary for that game i interviewed him too that was weird go ahead rick was the problem rick distracted us not even i don't even think he was knowing knowingly he knowingly did this they set them right beside our bench like usually you're on the opposite side of the court so you can't hear the commentators or anything and maybe it was just me but we didn't like Rick Pitino you know you got the Kentucky things going on you know and it, like it, we just didn't like him and the way he was talking he was he was talking upset like the entire time like and we could hear during him like, the game during, during the, the game and you could I, could you hear it I could hear him you know I sit right next to the coaches because I want to go in quick so I can sit there and you know I'm sitting there like Dude, why are you talking like this? Like, we up in this game. What are you talking about? Well, just be ready. Man, Charlotte can make a run. They can come back. Tennessee's known to go up and down and get my – I'm like, dude, what are you talking about, dog? You supposed to – a color commentator, color commentator is supposed to dissect the game and tell what's happening in the game, not be talking about the teams. That's not necessarily what you're supposed to do. That's the broadcaster's job. So, I'm just like, man – and I'm going to be honest, man. I know I definitely got a little distracted from it. And I'll start listening to it. And when it started happening and things started to go downhill, we sitting there in the timeout like, oh, man, you can hear him in the timeout. We was in Dayton. The gym wasn't that packed at that time because we were playing an early game. And you could just hear everything. So I'm like, hey, man, who put these men behind, beside us, dog? Like, I wanted to throw a towel over there on them and everything. Like, oh, man, it, it, it bothered me so much. So, yeah, he, he distracted me. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to so <clears throat> speaking of distractions, uh, I'm going to break some news here. Uh-oh. Uh, Tennessee wide receiver was taken into custody Tuesday, October 18th. Oh, wait. Hold on. Uh-oh. Don't hurt my feelings. Man. Yeah, Tennessee just... wide receiver arrested in domestic assault incident. This was mm. published today and updated moments ago. Okay. So, incident involved number 42, Cayman Marley, and his girlfriend, according to the report. Um, mm. This is by uh, Channel 8. I don't yeah. know who that is. But uh, his preliminary hearing, he was taken into custody and charged with domestic assault. Um, and his preliminary hearing on November 14th. Yeah, so this... Speaking of distractions... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Speaking of distractions, what did you have to deal with any of these kind of things? And what can a team do to get away from from this kind of look? Um, it's difficult with football because there's so many. 
Um, basketball was a little bit different. You know, it was what, 12 of us, uh, 13 at the most. Um, and you kind of were a close-knit bunch. I'm sure football is too, but it's just so it, – like it's a lot of football players, man. Like even guys that don't dress out, like walking around when the guys are at the hotel, you're like, dude, what you doing here in the dorm? You know, you're supposed to be gone, but it's just so many for them to keep tabs on. So um, basketball-wise, as far as dealing with any distractions, we didn't really – we, we honestly, my um freshman and sophomore year with Coach Green, he honestly did a great job of deflecting, um like whether it would be fans that would point fingers or things get caught up in the media. Um, he did a great job of kind of shielding us from that. And a lot of t- and not a lot of times, some of the times maybe the players were at fault, um, but he did do a good job of, you know, getting us wrangled back in and, you know, trying to keep our eyes on the prize. You know, we did have a situation with uh, T. Harris that went down. Um, that was right before I got there, though, and um, um, that kind of that kind of went away with play. You know, in a sense, you know, just go out there, do your job, man. Keep your nose clean. Um, everybody makes mistakes. I think that's one of the things when you start talking about kids getting paid, this, that, and the other. Um, you kind of forget about mistakes being made growing up. You know, you just don't want to be as drastic, but you still want to have room for improvement, you know, and if you don't slam the door on somebody, then you do have room for improvement. If you come down on them, Hey man, you, this is over, get them out of here. Then, you know, there is no room for, for figuring out our improvement. You know, hopefully it's nothing too, too detrimental to the character or anything. So um, it's a shame that that happens. It happens in every program. It happens at work. It happens in people's everyday life. It happens at school and you're still dealing with, guys that are 17 to 22 years old i mean you walk up and down the strip it's probably happening at the shell gas station you know would work is it's just more of a highlight on it so i, I think, think coaches was, do a good job i think it was the rocky top back. rocky top market baby yeah you better know it <laughs> no you go out there after any big wing this guy sitting out there on the corner eating rocky rocky top wings <laughs> Like, yeah, the wings wow. and they had the hot dogs. Yep. <laughs> and at one point, if you remember, uh, James Banks, a uh, police yeah. officer, knocked on his window and said, Hey, can you please turn that down? And he said he turned it up. Yeah. And uh, after that, the football players were not allowed to go to the Rocky Top Market. Yep. But yep. Um, the thing I do love about this team is getting back to what you said earlier. And I want to talk some hoops. Um, but this team is humble and you talk to a lot of people behind the scenes we have cooper and jacob on on our youtube page please like subscribe and share and i really believe genuinely that they are humble and i will share a story with you that Mm. i think you'll find entertaining so i'm texting cooper to line up our weekly visits on sunday and i'm saying yeah let's push it back like 30 minutes because i'd like for the polls to come out to see if you guys move up and he's like, okay, so we push it back. And it turns out while we're recording it, of course, the polls come out. So we didn't have it. And I texted him. I said, can you believe the polls came out right when we were doing the, the interview? So um, 24 hours later, Monday at noon, we texted it about Sunday at one. Monday at noon, he said, where were we ranked? He didn't even care, Ron. I love that story. Yeah. He went to work. He went to do, he went to practice. Didn't even think about it. Yeah. Saw my text and oh, where were we ranked? He yeah. didn't. Know. He didn't even know. How great is that? That's beautiful, man. That's a reflection of the coach. Like that's what he, he, you heard Hypo saying. Even coming into this year, 
the number on the side of your, your your team doesn't matter to the end of the season. Like it's just, you know, that's for us. That's that's for the fan base, and that's beautiful not to hear the players buying into that, man. Like you know, and I listen when you when you start to get ranked high, you're gonna take a you're gonna take a glance at. It. You know, but not until you get all the way up. I think when we started to look at it, we started to look when we were ranked number four in the nation. We was like, hey, man. And I'm going to tell you, that's another story later on down the line, why we went haywire in that season, I believe, um, by looking at that ranking. But in this situation, I think these guys, man, they they, they know. Like, it's it'll be different if you were hiding. And Hypel already said that we talked about it early in the week. We didn't know what we were going to be ranked at, but we, these guys are well prepared you know, um, looking at it. So it's, and you still got going into this game, you got Georgia still looking at Tennessee, regardless of the ranking, like this is still Tennessee. I think you heard it from the press conference from their players. Like, yeah, we understand, man, the tempo and everything. We're going to go out there and play our type of ball. I mean, at some, at some point, man, you got to be able to swallow your pride, but you don't know to swallow your pride if you don't really know who you got. All you know, all that generation knows is you got a dumpster fire coming in here. They're going to trick it off at some point. That's just what they do. <laughs> so, hey, man, rude awakening coming. I love visiting with Ron Slay, brought to you by Zach England. Zach's got your back. Zach England of Best and Brock, restoring lives and protecting rights. He has got your back when it comes to personal injury cases. The insurance companies have big-time lawyers. You need a big-time lawyer. Zach's got your back. Zach England of best and brought keep that name in mind because if you uh-huh. need it that's the guy to call um so as far as basketball yes what is the biggest challenge in replacing john fulkerson is it leadership is it play is it something else i don't know um biggest i, I think because i think consistency in everyday work not necessarily what you're going to get as far as production on the court because that can go up and down, but coming in ready to work as far as practice goes, how you carry yourself after practice as far as going to get treatment, how you go about your day if you're um, if you're getting your rest. Are you going are you going to go to tutoring in time to get back to get a nap in before you go to work out? Are you checking in with your coaches and things of that nature? I think that's the biggest part of it. When you get a veteran guy. He knows the ins and outs. You know what I'm saying? Like you depend on guys like that where coaches, they can check in with you. They can check in with Forky. I'll be like, Forky, man, how's how's the tempo? How's the temperature of the team? And he can know it. Hey, man, I know Josiah's probably going through this. I know Zakai's probably feeling this way. I think that's the biggest thing that you miss as far as replacing. And hopefully you got guys like Josiah Jordan James and Santi getting ready to be seniors walking into that and kind of even having a more of a uh, um, uh, um, their finger on the pulse of the team because just I got to see it from the beginning, you know, with the with the guys like Grant and them and them still being in touch with the program and how to change your body and everything. So I think it's that's the biggest thing, being able to do consistency work every day outside of game time. Game time is game time. The lights get bright. It is what it is. People show up. Um, but it's the days, man, practice. When you come in off a big win, what do you do on that Monday to get everybody back on track, you know, knowing that you got a game coming up maybe Tuesday or whatever it may be? Um, how do you get back refocused? And I think Fulky was a, a great representative of that. What do you think of this group of post players? 
Um, I actually low. Um, I think this is the first time to me. I didn't see that work um put in last year coming into the season. Uh, I think it was missing as far as not a knock on the coaching staff, but more so um them the coaching staff figure filling guys out. I think Coach Rod Clark has done a tremendous job of picking up the torch from Coach Lanier, who worked with the Bigs, and I think it was a void there when Lanier left. Um, and now Rod Clark, if I'm not mistaken, working with the Bigs, coming in um, and, and doing it, and all the everybody on the coach staff it might not even be Rod; it might be somebody else. But um, I think they have a good a good grasp on who these guys are and what, and the guys understand who they are. Like you see, Euros, he developed a hook. I've been screaming, please, please, as a seven footer, get a hook shot. And you saw it in the Gonzaga game. Like he looked really good down there with the hook shot and finishing around the rim. Olivier looking more comfortable, not having to um, depend on the three point shot, but being able to go score 20 from the elbow and in, you know, and having that A do him um him mastering who he is being able to have that touch and stretch the floor as a, a seven footer big tobe him bringing some of his strength to the game so those guys focusing in on who they are i love this group i think they all bring something different i think it's 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 difficult to to scheme and scout for when you got different guys that can do different things and this is not even talking about putting josiah down at the four or Tariq Key down at the four and letting them post up if you wanted to go small. So very, very pleased. Physicality is there. I thought that was um I thought Euros brought that a lot last year. Um and a lot of people didn't follow, but you see it with Olivier now. You see A Dua has gotten stronger. Um Toby is a a big brick wall down there. Um he's like an anchor. So um that, that physicality is there. So you got dominance in the inside. Rebounding shouldn't be a problem. Basketball's coming up. We know it's it's oh, it's already here, pretty much. Um, but and I know that's your sport. But we gotta we gotta spin it back to Georgia this weekend. Bring it. Yes. So I'm gonna ask you a little uh, a few questions about Georgia. Mm-hmm. I I talked about puppy them dogs. early on in this. You season. can refer to them as puppy dogs, Amanda. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> yeah. I talked Thank about you. them. Early in the season, I, I didn't think that they were that good. Um, I still don't think they're that good. What's your take on this Georgia Bulldog team? Do you think they're overrated, or what do you think's happening there? Well, I, I, first on the on the ranking, I don't think they're overrated because um, they haven't done anything to take a step back. You know what I'm saying? As far as production and everything, I understand that when you're looking at stats and things, getting to the quarterback, you're not seeing what you see, but they haven't lost since winning the national championship. So I'm not going to penalize them for that. Um, do I think they've been tested? No. Um, when your biggest test is Mizzou on the road, um, which if they didn't have dudes on their team, then they could have easily lost that game against Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is one of the things, whether they're all together um, or don't have the same amount, they still do have guys. Like, So you got to respect that. Kent State game was another one um, where you like, hey, little head scratcher, like, man, Georgia, number one team, defense, this is what they do. They're supposed to be able to handle Kent State. Um, so that's my biggest thing, man, them being tested. Um, Florida game, I, that really didn't that really didn't go as planned. You know, Florida's trying to figure themselves out. So I just think, man, this team being playing, uh, being tested, 
it's kind of difficult to put your hand on it, your finger on it. Like who's testicle? You don't want to go with, with Oregon. You know, that was game one of the season. Oregon didn't know who they were, you know? So um, they took advantage of that and pounced on them and did what they were supposed to do. But leading up to this, I think this is the first true test when you look at the other side of it and you ask about Tennessee and them week in and week out. And the only thing I don't like about it is when Tennessee was going through this journey, the question was after every game, well, who have they played? Well, Florida really wasn't this. Well, Pittsburgh really wasn't a top 25 team. Well, you know, you got, you know, and the, and the list went on and on. It's like, okay, well, then after Alabama, it was still, man, Kentucky going to come in and change the pace, man. You got to be ready. Like, it's like, okay, but nobody's asking a question about Georgia. Like, who has Georgia played? Who have they proven it against? So it's like, wow. So how do you even it out? You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Come Saturday. Ron Slay uh, brought to you by Zach England of Best and Brock. Zach's got your back and personal injury cases. And, Ron, I was flipping around the Internet, um, the World Wide Web. And um, this is like 3 in the morning. Because uh, if you ever if you ever get a, and I sent Brent one about I want him to write some stuff for the the site at offthooksports.com. Mm-hmm. You can check out. So if you ever get a like a direct message tweet from me at three a.m. three a.m. I'm not out partying. I've had insomnia since I was like twenty eight. So just know that I didn't text you because I didn't want to wake you up. But I, I happens send, all the time. Yeah, I may send you a direct message. So Brent's gonna write something for us. I'm looking oh, for, looking forward to that. But so I'm messing around on the internet, and was that your son that was rapping? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Hey, yeah. I, I, I don't, who who knows where he gets it from? You know. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. wow! How old is he? That was just like just turned twelve, man. Just turned twelve. That was the coolest yeah. thing I've ever seen. I appreciate it, man. It's it's, it's wild to watch him, man. Try to tap into his talent, and like he wrote the song, wanted to go in the studio, been begging us for months, like. Man, oh, let me get in the studio. Let me go do this. I need to lay this down, this, that, and the other. Then he shot a video for it, so a video will be coming out soon. It's pretty impressive, man. I'm gonna be honest. It's a proud dad moment. It was really strong, and I will just tell you that we we are looking for a new hip uh, intro for our young audience. If he wants to put something together, I got you. Don't call it hip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 48. He's 12. He doesn't even know what that is. What would he he call it, Ron? What would he call it? I ain't got no no clue, man, but I'm going to ask him, but I guarantee he's going to have an answer. It ain't ain't hip. It might not be hip, though. No. He's going to be like, a what? Whatever the the kids say now, Ron. Yeah. Uh, Well, that was was awesome. And uh, keep up the great work. We appreciate you and have a a blessed day. Man, I appreciate y'all. Hey, man, listen, puppy dogs. We coming. We coming, man. Friendlier than a box of puppies. They ain't going to harm nobody, man. If you can't get out of the doghouse, out of your air conditioning, your bags of ice, you don't want nothing with Smokey. Ron, you do realize, and I I will go on record, with the maturity of this team, and I've Mm -hmm. gotten to know them as closely as anybody because of the NIL videos that we do, Mm -hmm. um, they are going to finish the the season undefeated if they beat Georgia, period, discussion. Yeah. I think think you get past Georgia, then it's going to start to get nasty. Like, I think it will be points to be made. Um. And I think it'll be a little bit personal uh, when it gets to South Carolina. I think it'll be personal. 
Um, I think when it gets to Vandy, for sure, it'll be personal. And I mean, do we got to even mention the other team? I mean, it is what it is, you know. So, hey, listen, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait. I'm gonna have a ball. And if they checker Vandy Vanderbilt, like I've been seeing online, if they checker that stadium, prepare for me to lose my mind. I'm telling you right now, that better not happen. Uh, by the way, I saw an ad. I saw an ad that uh, you could still get tickets for the Vanderbilt South Carolina game for fifty dollars. If I paid you fifty dollars, would you go to that game? I go to the tailgate. <laughs> I'm not going. To, there's no way I'm going to that game. Somebody offered me five hundred dollars, so I wouldn't go to that game. I catch at the tailgate. I ain't going to the game. <laughs> oh man! I mean, that just tells you how different a program is. When you're packing the stands for UT Martin and you have to advertise fifty dollars, hey man, it's rough. Be well, man. <laughs> I see. Ya. Uh, Go balls. Yeah. So how much would I have to pay you? That's uh, Ron Slay brought to you by Zach England of Best and Brock. Zach's got your back. How much would I have to pay you to go to the South Carolina Vanderbilt game and sit through it all four quarters? I don't so think you have enough pay. money. I don't. I would take it. It would. It would take four digits. It depends on. Yeah. Do it. Can you put me in a box? Because then I can just chill and watch another game on TV, and I'm cool with that. If you put me in a box, I'll. I'll take five hundred and go. But no, the parameters are that you. You have to. You can't watch another game. You can't even look at your phone. You have to sit there and watch for three and a half hours. What would it? Yeah. Cost? Uh, that's going to cost a, a, a few thousand, <laughs> a few thousand. I can't even tweet about how bad it is. Okay. I'll give you that. You can tweet about how bad it is. Okay. Still a few thousand. Yeah. Okay. Um, want to tell somebody, excuse me, uh, maybe second, maybe second round of puberty there. Uh, 12 I, I, years old. Yeah. I want to share something. Um, in case you, uh, I have, I've mentioned it uh, on the air, but I want to thank Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Han, their vision center. I had LASIK. Um, it's now 13 days ago. I had a little bit of nearsightedness and farsightedness. I'd always had trouble seeing uh, far away, but get, when you get older, you may need the readers. Well, this is how awesome they are at Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Han. They were able to adjust one eye that overcame one of the issues and another eye that overcame the other issues. And then your brain adjusts. That's the type of things that they do at Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Hahn. And they do it. That's local. So you'll see a lot of advertisements and the doctor might fly in from Florida. You'll see him. There's no personal local care. So Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Hahn vision center. It's a Knoxville mainstay. Don't get thrown off by all the other people that are now advertising in the market that are not in the market. They're local. They care about you, a big part of the community. So two minutes this day in Tennessee sports history and more. Stay tuned. She's Amanda LaFraud. I'm Dave Hooker. Two minutes off the hook sports. It's Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car is about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, 
we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vassy's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vassy Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been. But it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do, and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left, and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This day in sports history, putting things in perspective, exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old when you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. New kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. This day in sports history brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Bassey Lawn and Garden has industrial mowers, commercial mowers. They have residential mowers, blowers. They've got it all. They've got what you need for your lawn. Toro, count on it. November the 2nd, 1996, Tennessee defeated South Carolina 31-14 to in Columbia. Peyton Manning threw for 368 yards. This is a lot of yards at the time. Not so much now. By the way, Peyton Manning giving a shout out and some love to Hendon Hooker on the Manning cast. Um, yes. And I watched it. Yes. And uh, Tony Romo probably creating a bit of a distraction. What he said over the weekend about Josh Heupel possibly being an NFL uh, head coach one day. You can go to offthehooksports.com. I did a deep dive on that, Amanda. I, Yeah, I, I think Tennessee's fine, to be quite honest with you. I don't know what's in Josh Heupel's heart of hearts, but I don't think that's something Tennessee needs to worry about. What do you think of the Manning cast? And I want to go to the message boards because for some reason I don't have access to it. But what do you think of the Manning cast? I actually had that idea 20 years ago of two uh-huh. tweets. I did. I really did. Of two dudes just sitting around, not Peyton and Eli. Actually, I would have thought they would have been horrible at it. I was wrong. But uh, just two dudes just talking, as opposed to the traditional play-by-play announcer and the uh, you know color guy. I thought that I thought that would work, and I still do. I thought that it could be edgy too. I would make it a little bit more edgier. I'm not saying you got to drop a lot of f bombs or anything like that, but. 
I think you could. And I think they are a little edgy. They'll make fun of players. and like, what are you doing? Um, I wonder what that's doing for the ratings on the other side. I haven't seen that. But what do you what do you think about that? I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, I watch it. If I if I have to pick between the Manning cast and the Joe Buck experience, I'm going Manning cast all day, every day. Cannot stand Joe Buck. Just saying. Sorry. Just don't like him. Um, but I'm, yeah, I like it. And I like the way that it's the two brothers because they take digs at each other that are like family digs. And it's it's kind of funny. And it makes Peyton Manning really uncomfortable sometimes. Eli does because Eli, I think, is the more quick-witted one out of the two. Um, Peyton, Peyton will just like side-eye him. So yeah, the um, funny. Yeah, the Joe Buck, I I think is is good at what he does. Um, it makes me think of you. Do you disagree? Um, I, I, th- I think he's good at what he does. I love him with Troy Aikman. Um, and you can tell there's a friendship there. Um, it made me think of my son though. Cause you know, at one point Joe Buck was addicted to hair plugs and my son. Yeah. That's a thing. Google it. What? Google it. That's a thing. And my son came to me and my son looks like Robert Plant. You know, he has like this long curly flowing hair. He's like, you know an adonis and you want to donate his hair to joe buck no he didn't want to do it okay but he said he's already started looking into ways to retain your hair and i did the same thing when i was 17 because and he said because you know it's on the mom's side and gramps you know has lost some of his hair i'm like he's 72 years old you're 17 and you're good. Yeah, I mean, you're all right. I mean, he's going to be fine. I was like, well, I haven't lost any hair. Have I? <laughs> then I, I got insecure about it. And he said, no, man, your hair looks exactly the same ever since I've known you. It's like, well, you know. Your me. son said that? Yes. Yeah, for 17 years, your hairs looked the same. Yes. I haven't lost any I'm not judging. I'm just saying it was funny that he said your hair looks the same ever since I've known you. Yes. <laughs> 17 years. I did have um, my hair salon person quit um, and I can't find her. I've t- tried to stalk her on Facebook because I've it's only had very awkward. I know I've only had like five people cut my hair more than two or three times. Like I fall in love with somebody and that's the person. I don't know if you're like that or women are like that, but that's how I am. So I've lost her because the hair salon shut down and I can't find her. And I went to somebody recently and they cut my hair in some shape, form or fashion that after I took the headphones off, I could see my scalp at the top. And I didn't mention it to you, but it bugged me for like two weeks and it's grown out now. I need another haircut. So that's my plan today is to stalk her on Facebook again today and try to find her. That is a super awkward thing to admit live on air. Well, I mean, I used to stalk teenage boys when I covered college football recruiting. Whoa, 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 whoa. That, whoa. That's, that just sound, just say players. Players, not teenage boys. I know, but. You sound like a creep. I know, but it sounds, sounds a little bit funnier like that. Um, Like, subscribe, share. Give me three or four reads off the message board. As Tennessee is number one, kids. Number one. In the nation, and Ron Slay's son is going to come up with a dope 
rap for us. Dope. Okay. Is dope right. better? Is dope better? I, I don't. I don't. What do you use? Better than younger? hip. I'm hip? not younger. I'm not a kid, and I'm not a rapper, so it'd be difficult for me to uh, say. But I don't think dope is right. I don't think is hip is right. Um, but maybe people are. Go, maybe he'll go all freelance. I mean, freestyle. Let's just stop with this. Um, let's just stop with it. He's not a writer. He's not going freelance. Um, anywho, it's Captain a lot of people. Caucasian, Captain Caucasian is here. The 48-year-old man is here. So awkward. What? Okay, anywho, um, a lot of people are saying, whoa, Nelly, calm down with your laughing emojis, talking about how you stalk teenage boys. Um, let's not make that a topic. <laughs> Well, that's what it says. Um, Nug says he used to have 20-inch long curly locks. It sounds exciting. And now People he's are, bald. I, well, I have no question idea. Is, is, is he bald now? Oh, yeah, lit. Somebody said lit. That makes better. That makes more lit. sense. Lit. Yes. Ron lit. Slay's son can come up with a lit intro for us. Oh, okay. Well, lit's better than I think dope, and dope is better than hip. I think we're just increasing generations. Yeah, here. So let's just. Let me ask you this. And where do we stand with today's tough question? Let's reset that quickly. And if you can read that out. And then I've got a question for our message board folks. And I've got a question for Amanda that I think you'll find very entertaining. Um, And that question is, I'll give everybody on the message board a chance to think about it while we get our votes in for today's tough question. But here it is. What do you think will happen after the college football playoff? What four teams... And I know we're Tennessee-centric here, but where will the four teams finish? At the end of the day, who wins a national championship based off what you have seen to this point in the season? Who finishes second, third, and fourth? Okay, that's a lot to ask. That is. That is. Um, We do have a dog, a Georgia fan in here now. I don't, you know what I don't understand and yep. Ron Slay likes Slays as far as what his son's going to do on his rap career. Um, what I don't understand is why, why it's, why do you put the W in there? What W? And where? In dogs. Like Georgia Bulldogs. You know how they're just the Bulldogs, but they are like, go oh, dogs, D-A-W-G-S. I don't, I don't really understand that. I don't know. People do that with Vols. They do VAW. I well, I know the reasoning behind that is because it's trademarked. So you can't sell a VOLS shirt, but you can you know, use terrible enunciation and on a shirt and sell Vols. Which is a little Yeah, but it's it's dope. it also Yeah, but it also sounds a lot like honestly, it's a it's a southern thing, Vols. You know, that's that sounds, it sounds Southern. I mean, it does, but dogs? 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 Well, I think they're very similar. I don't know. I just, what I say dogs. That yeah, dogs. There's no W in there. I certainly don't say balls. Well, it's not balls. It's balls. <laughs> and that, that sounds like an A-W. Yeah. 
When I say vowels, how many syllables are in that? Three? I don't. I don't want to count your syllables. I don't know. But okay. anyway, okay. Today's tough question. Which team did the college football playoff rank incorrectly? You had the four choices. Georgia at number three. Clemson at number four. Alabama at number six. TCU at number seven. The winner right now is TCU with 40% of the votes coming in at number seven. They think they were ranked incorrectly. Uh, Clemson is second with... Uh, Clemson at number four is second with 37%. Georgia at number three is third with 17 And Alabama is fourth with 4%. Hmm. Yes. And why do people, why do Georgia fans bark at other people? It's very weird. Very awkward. Uh, have you ever been there for a game as an I told you fan? about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, Georgia fans are just absolutely hated by Tennessee fans, which I didn't know for the longest time up until probably like 10 years ago, covered games in Sanford stadium, thought they were just fine, but the creeping up and barking at people really, really annoys Tennessee fans. Yeah. It It is. So we have a Georgia fan on there. Maybe they can explain that. We also have a Wilfred that says, I am very annoying. Thank you, Wilfred. Sweet. Kind of you. I don't think you're annoying. Yes. This is and this. Thank you. This is what my message board looks like, by the way. Just so that you know what I'm looking at. So my apologies for not reading more of your messages today. That's that's falling on Amanda. City heating and yes. air conditioning is about integrity. Cityheatandair.com. They're not going to be one of those groups that say, "How about a forty-nine dollar service fee?" And oh, you need a four thousand dollar new unit. That's not city heating and air conditioning. Integrity matters at City Heating and Air Conditioning. They service all of the Knoxville area. So we discussed uh, Tennessee being number one earlier in the show. I will stand by this, um, even if Tennessee loses. I don't think it affects Tennessee whatsoever in how they play on Saturday. I still think they play at a high level. They could make mistakes. They're still young men. Everybody makes mistakes. I'm an old man. And I make mistakes. But that could happen, but I don't think that that's going to happen, and I think uh, Tennessee will play well. You have a shocked look on your face. What if, what's going on there? Should I... So, sorry. No, I'm just message boards. Uh Someone, Travis says, I look like Rosita from The Walking Dead. And I was like, I don't know who that is. So I looked it up. You pretty, yeah, that's right on right on the head there. Um, but anyway, Dean is saying, number one, Tennessee, two, Ohio State, three, Georgia, four, Michigan. That's his uh, ranking because you asked them to give you rankings and how it will end up. Um, Travis, number one, Tennessee, two, Michigan, three, TCU, and four, Clemson is how he thinks it's going to end up. Um, I think that's the only, the only two that we have. Okay. There we go. All right. Um, and it's time to get to message board bingo and message board bingo is your opportunity to win stuffs. And what can you win? You can win a prize pack from Owl's Nest Barbecue. 
which they have all the sauces and the rubs that you could even dream of. They've got the Green Mountain Grills as well. Owl's Nest Barbecue is phenomenal. It's in Udawa, so if you're driving through, you need to stop in because they've got the expertise. They'll just ask you, what do you like your barbecue to taste like? Then they'll point you in the right direction. Also brought to you by Craft Treats. Uh, so you have an option. You can uh, help out your pet. Or you can help out your barbecue. That is up to you. So message board bingo is sweeping the nation. <clears throat> Excuse me. The cool part about craft treats is they've got organic treats across the board that are awesome. Their crafttreats.com uh, is where you go. Crafttreats.com and use the promo code off the hook. That's off the hook for 20% off. So make your pet and wallet happy. And they've got the CBD uh, craft treats, uh, the chill pills as well. So with the chill pills, you're able to give your pet something that'll help with arthritis, anxiety. Um, how about digestive issues as well? Pretty awesome. Use the promo code off the hook for any of the products and you get 20% off. That's a pretty significant savings. And once you try them once, you're going to be a return customer because they're great for your pet. I mentioned uh, young Thaddeus. who was right here sleeping next to me. He is uh, he is uh, getting better about jumping up on the bed since I've been more regimented about giving him his chill pills. So uh, it's a it's a 5 p.m. chill pill. It's like a dose dosage. Uh, so I take care of him. Go to crafttreats.com off the hook sports and or just off the hook. I use that promo code and get 20 percent off. It is time for message board bingo, the game show that is sweeping the nation. This is all on you, Amanda, because, again, I cannot see the message board for some reason. So uh, you can tell me who wins first. A lot on Amanda today between the tweeting and the, uh, the questioning and being uh, being her awesome self, because I've got, for some reason, no access to the message board. So here we go. Message board bingo is now. All right. So this is a loogie game. Drink lots of milk this week and save up your spit. Us fans have to do our part and keep the reputation alive. I hate that. I hate, term. I hate spit. I don't. Uh, I don't know why, but spit. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. No. You're. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah, that's a bad body excrement. Um, I have no idea who that would be, and I hope somebody gets it quick or we move on because I don't even like thinking about it. You got eight seconds, kids. I don't see any messages coming in at all, so maybe <laughs> the message board just crashed. I don't or know. Or maybe you just absolutely killed it with your spit reference. Ugh. Okay, let's no. go for another one. Let's go for another one. Okay. All right. So that was, um, for everyone listening, that was Georgia. Okay, so so guard yourselves. Yes, guard yourselves if you're going in there. Um, I have a friend that played quarterback at Ole Miss, late '89 to '90. He helps do radio for football. <clears throat> he shared a story from the trip to A and M this past week. After the game in the tunnel outside of the locker room, Lane sees his agent Sexton hanging out. Sexton also represents Dumbo, Jimbo, yes. Fisher. Lane yells out, what you doing here? Trying to negotiate Jimbo's buyout? Yeah, that sounds about like Lane. Speaking yeah. of, Lane's in the catbird seat. Oh, I know. I mean, I think he'll turn 
based off what I've been told, I think he'll turn down Auburn because he doesn't want to deal with the Yellowwood guy. Um, I, I know he wanted the LSU-Florida job really bad. If A&M comes open, don't think, be surprised. I don't know. See, I'm I'm seeing a lot of uh, if Coach Chapin retires, Lane's going to take Alabama. You know, I, I thought about that yesterday. It's weird you bring that up. I thought about bringing that up. That's I, scary. I don't think they would make that move, Amanda. But I will, I will, I will say this. I think it would be a very interesting, good hire in a lot of ways. Um, you have to be willing to trust that Lane has matured, and I'm a little split fifty-fifty on that. To be real honest with you, you don't want another Mike yeah. Price situation happening. No, you don't. And I think Lane's matured a, a bit. I don't know if he's matured enough. Is what I, I think our chat feature is just broken. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people on board. We can actually see the numbers. So this is a record day by far. Maybe it's ask something. Too many people. It's just. Yeah. Well, let's go with too many people. So um, just way too many people on the chat board. So it exploded. And we'll get that taken care of. We appreciate uh, you being a part of the program today. And I'm telling you what, Tennessee's number one, and that's no joke. And not should be number one, not maybe number one, but is number one. Tennessee is number one. Go to offthehooksports.com for coverage throughout the day. We look forward to that as Josh Heupel will be on the SEC teleconference. A lot going on, and I can guarantee you there will be some recruiting reactions. So check out offthehooksports.com. Like, I was an Alabama fan, by the way. Sorry, we never told them what it was. There you go. Go ahead. Like, subscribe, and share, and uh, you will be in uh, great shape to get Tennessee content that you just can't get anywhere else, period, end of discussion. Um, Okay, real quick. Here's how I hope things fall in the coaching carousel, okay? I mean, I I assume Eli Drinkwitz is going to get fired. They might just shoot him. But I don't really care what happens at Missouri. So, So I would say that here's what I hope happens. Not what will happen, but what I hope happens, okay? I hope that Auburn hires Deion Sanders. I think they'll hire Hugh Freeze. I hope that Lane Kiffin goes to A&M because I would like to see what he could do with unlimited funds. Now, the issue there is that Jimmy Sexton got A&M over a barrel with that contract. So they probably don't want to deal with him right now. That's probably not the, the phone call that they want to make or receive about Lane Kiffin. But here's the thing with Jimmy Sexton. He basically controls all of the coaches, like a vast majority. So you're probably going to have to work with him no matter what. And if you paint yourself into a corner to say, well, he took advantage of us the last time, that's your own fault. And you don't want to throw bad money at good. So you're going to have to work with him at some point. You're the one that threw away the money with Jimbo Fisher. So I want to see uh, Lane Kiffin go to A&M because I know he's not happy at Ole Miss because of uh, NIL and the lack thereof. And then what I would really like to see, because I'm rooting for content and stories, Hugh Freeze with a return to Oxford. Burner phone intact. How would he return to Oxford if 
he's already gotten hired by Auburn. Well, I think that's what will happen. This is what I want to happen. I want oh, Dion yeah. at Auburn. I want Hugh Freeze with a burner phone so he can't get caught calling escorts in Oxford. And then I want Lane Kiffin with money behind him at AM because I want what's best for the conference. I want storylines. And if you find me three better, then I'll hook you up with a hooker t-shirt. How about that? You already have one. I do have one. And I three better storylines than that. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be maybe we can have Hugh Freeze at no same. I don't know. Anyway, that makes sense. But no, I don't think Deion Sanders, I don't think Auburn's going to offer Deion Sanders uh, the position and to their own detriment because I think they're stupid down there. Just saying. No, I agree. I, I agree. Uh, and they are, and they have been. It was Bobby Louder before, and now it's the Yellowwood guy, and you've got one person in control that likes being in control more than he likes winning. And that's Could you imagine? Thing. Could you imagine Deion Sanders at LSU or Florida? Kill it. He would yes, kill it. Yes, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. He would kill it. He would he would go out and they would have the resources to pay a coordinator three, four million dollars on each side of the ball. He could and be the a talent. Recruiter. He would be a hip Philip Fulmer. Or dope. Or what lit. Lit. Have a fantastic one. We'll see you in 22 and a half hours. She's Amanda LaFraud. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. <laughs>